0: Hey, it's About Town Deb with Yvonne Murphy, my sassy soul sister. It's been too long. It's
1: been too long. Hey. What are we talking about today? We're talking about all sorts of things. Our visionary goals, setting intentions, and just being specific about creating the life you deserve. Ooh.
0: So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: You know, out in Nevada near the silver mines, there's a kind hearted. She's looking so fine. Always taking care of her community, bringing folks together is a cup of tea. She's out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart. It's about town, Deb.
0: And welcome, Ooh, another episode, and it is actually we're recording, I think, on the thirty-first of January, yes, but are. tomorrow, or when you guys are listening, it's February first. What hard the to heck? believe?
1: Hard to believe. Countdown to
0: Valentine. Oh, yeah, she has a I new know. Valentine. Yes, I so do. she have a she's less she, of course I don't want to. All count about Cupid and Love. She's all about that, which we'll talk a little bit about that. But first let's thank our sponsors because <laughs> Crystal Basin Sellers um were in transition with a new distributor, oh. Tavern Craft. So we're okay. still getting the paperwork done. So that's a really big deal. Okay. Um, because then I have somebody who actually it's a local distributor, a local brand giving nice. back to local charity. Nice. Crystal Basin's over the hill and then Surrett law practice, of course. Always, And I'm thinking we need to have Kim on or somebody from her team. And I'm going off the road a minute here with my tea Um, because the age we get, it seems like lately we both, you just lost a family member. I I just lost a close family member on Sunday. And I thought, wait a minute. Like, do I have all my stuff in order? Yes. I, I don't even know if our friend had a will. And it's not
1: even an issue of age. Look at Lisa Marie Presley. Oh, it's not even an issue of age, but we all and, need to have but it our made affairs in our But it or, made me sure. think,
0: you know, yes. I, I don't like know what my boys would do. If, well, I mean, I don't want them number one. I got to start cleaning my room better because I don't want them to come in mom's room and go, dang, she's a pig. Now we know Kim specializes in adoption, but she does family law. But she also does trust. family law and she trust. does. Yeah. So I really think that I thank you, Kim. And it's, this is the time of year we think about it, the yep. holidays in January. So Kim Surratt family law practice and of course, Angel Phoenix production. We are here in Sparks, Nevada yes. at the Musicians Rehearsal Center. So I'm going to do the quote. I'm going to hand the mic over to you in a sense because she's going to talk about love. So here we go. Here's, this is a quote. I, I'm pretty sure this is the one I put on my Facebook today. You will never be able to escape your heart. So it's better to listen to what it has to say. Paulo Cano Calho. I don't know. See, so maybe that's like our, our intuition, intuition, but your heart. So to, I don't know this last week I was at a tourism summit and they were i think it was where they were talking about it where there's like three your head your heart there's like your head your heart and your mind right and no matter what decision you make whether it's traveling family friends you know what do you lead by as a leader i lead by
1: my heart so you made me think about a quote that says um keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life so your heart is important it's it's your core and values maybe it's yeah, and yeah your core your values and and your heart speaks truth to you. Your mind has to listen, but your heart usually reacts to whatever's going on in your life. So then you the should, gut, yeah,
0: that gu- no, was the gut, heart, mining gut. Yeah, because if you do not listen to your gut, and I've had many times, I have not, and my gut always is hurting. So I got lots of issues. Well, that's another show, and we'll that's address those show. issues. So, um, you um, have some exciting news. Can so, we share so it with our listeners? Me,
1: so let me just get this out in the open. So yeah, on, on January seventh, I had the distinct pleasure of marrying an absolutely wonderful man from New Zealand. And, um, he's just wonderful. It's, it's, it's just a gift from God and it's a beautiful thing, but you know, it is tomorrow will be February and in America, we tend to focus on Valentine's day as a one day situation. But the truth of the matter is, is there are different types of love. There's five of them, and Ooh, um, one of them is spiritual. I can't remember all of them, but agape is our our universal Christian humanitarian type love. But there's there's arrows and, th- and various other loves, and I can't remember all five of there's them. There's arrows? But, what do you mean arrows? Like so, the Cupid arrow? So I think it comes from the word erotica, and that's, that's your personal love with your companion, whoever okay. your companion is. But I think love is important. And at the end of the day, my grandmother used to tell us that everything is based on love or fear. Everything we do is based on love or fear. So poverty, war, crime, that's all fear-based. And then love is the thing that heals and unites. And so I I think it's important that we listen to our heart. And I think it's important that we focus on love all the time, not just on Valentine's.
0: You know your grandma was very wise. My Papa Tony was very wise. And I would come home after cause I was his caregiver for 10 years. I would come home and he'd go like, sit down, darling, just sit down. You're just go, go, go. And I sat down and I was frustrated. Like, oh, I don't remember what it it was like. I just felt like I wasn't good enough. Right. And he goes, did you do your best? Mm. Yes. And he goes, did you do it with love? I'm like, yes. He goes, that's all you gotta do is love. So I had a situation where I ran into a
1: dear friend that I hadn't seen for a while. And when we saw each other, you you could just feel the love between us. That's what united us. It was like a movie where in slow like motion were going, we were walking towards each other. And when she hugged me, all I felt was love. And so even sometimes if maybe you're disconnected for a little while, I think when you really have humanity type love in your heart or love for a friend or a family member, it just reigns supreme and it washes out all that other icky stuff. And it was as if we were never apart. And I, I loved her when we were super, 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 super tight before. I loved her when we were apart and I love her more now. So I think love is, it was a good lesson to me about friendship. The people who come in your life who really love you, they really love you. And they're always there, always and forever. Oh, I think so.
0: I love that we keep it real here, guys, because none of this, real. this is all unscripted. We we, I mean, we, we have our points we want to talk about, but it, when it comes down to why we're here, it's for you. So yeah. you're out there listening. We want you to know that we know there's going to be ups and downs. We know there's going to be times where your gut's going to take over, your mind's going to take over. But at the end of the day, lead with love. Begin the day, yeah. lead with love. And if we could so. all do that just a little bit, remember, together with one heart, as I say, life will be better. I think so.
1: I try to every morning send out. I'm very cognizant of sending out three, four, or five texts. And you often get that. I know. And it's all about just telling people, hey, good morning. I love you. So whatever's going to happen in the course of your day, I love you. So I think it's important that we do that. And I think it just heals us, and it makes us feel better. And it's just a good thing to do. And it's the right thing to do.
0: Well, with that, we're going to take our first break. And we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Avon and Dell.
3: Now, more than ever, family matters, and Surratt Law Practice has your family in mind. Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law Practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting lawyersforfamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters
4: you're enjoying this episode on angel phoenix productions podcast network to explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash angel phoenix productions
2: she's out on the road and all over the web with a big smiling heart it's about town
4: deb my town, your town, or any town, this is About Town Deb presents City Talk. Now, back to the show.
0: Ooh, welcome back.
1: Welcome back. Can you believe it's January 31st? No. Or for our listeners, February no, 1st. No,
0: don't want it. It's like, I already feel like my February is already getting booked. Yeah. I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go see family for a service and this and that. It seems like there's always something to do and something to where somewhere to get. Yes, But I really loved your topics. But before we have our topic from yep. you, I'm going to give another quote because I really feel like we really do need to take this time. The only one who gets to decide your worth is you. Mm-hmm. Nikki Banas, B-A-N-A-S, Nikki. And I think that mm-hmm. i struggle with this. I think we all do. I think we all do. So if you're struggling, man, I'm telling you guys, you're not the only one. So um, can you say a little bit about that before you go into So, So I intention? just want to say
1: one thing, too, that I was thinking about. You know, we're talking about the fact that I got married after being a widow for seven years. And I remember people said to me, you know, Yvonne, chances of you finding love at this certain age, you're more likely to be struck by a bowl of lightning That was and all not those, nice. Yeah, yeah, all what those. But statistically, and what I realize is when people speak that into the universe, they make it so. So I I remember rebuking it and saying, that's not my reality. When I'm ready to have love, I'm going to have love and that's just who I am. So I I think it goes back to what you were talking about our intention. I think you have to live your life from a place of intention. If you want to be healthy, you're going to be healthy. If you want to be fit, you're going to be fit. If you want to find a new career change, then if you can't find what you want, then create what you want. But I think at the end of the day, you get to be the master of your own universe. And you just have to feel good about it you have to declare good things for yourself no one's going to give you permission to be happy no one's going to give you permission to do what you really want to do if you want to sing sing if you want to write write if you want to produce produce whatever it is you want to do if you really want to do it you'll find a way to do it i just think your intentions are important so let's talk about intentions so that's how i ended up getting married because when i entered 2022 I had a little temper tantrum.
0: What? You had a temper tantrum? I did,
1: you know, and it was pretty juicy. I was at my house by myself (laughs) and I I was talking to God and I said, let me get this straight. You're the master (laughs) of the universe. You can create solar systems within solar systems. Time loops within time loops. And there's not one man walking to earth that I could have a cup of coffee with. I actually said that to God. And then I and then I said, but well, please don't strike me with a bolt of lightning. <laughs> I didn't mean to be disrespectful. But what I was doing was speaking out to the universe that I was ready for companionship. And then ironically, a gentleman that I known two years before called out of the blue to say hello, that turned into a a weekend for the NFL draft last year. And next thing I know, I had an engagement ring. So, you know, and I'm and I'm that kind of girl. Hi. So anyway, um, yeah, now I'm a married woman. And ironically, I left my rings at home today. I did. You know, crazy girl that I am. Anyway. Yes. So I, I think that came. Sorry. I think that came out of intention. But I think that's also true for your career. And it's true for your relationships. If you want to heal your relationships, heal your relationships. And sometimes, you know, you can sit around and try to be right about everything or, or you can try to get with the program and take the higher road and mm-hmm. be the classier person and, you know, throw in a towel, and make peace, be happy. So your intentions are whatever your goals are, set your specific goals. So here's something that I wrote, like people think that it has to be something big. You know, they say, I want to read four books a month. Well, none of us are going to do that, but read a book a month. And then people will say, well, I'm going to go on this big diet. You don't have to go on a big diet. If you can just cut back on what you're eating, just eat a little bit less of what you're eating. That's going to make a difference over time. Or people say, I'm going to get out and walk every day for an hour. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. If you walked 15 minutes one direction, 15 minutes back in another direction, call it good. that's that's 30 mm. minutes. Call yeah. it good. Drink more water. Or you, people say, oh, I'm going to pray and meditate. I'm going to do more yoga. Just do it. It doesn't have to be some grand, fabulous plan. Just Get up in the morning five minutes earlier and, and do whatever it is you need to do. Um, it's, it's like me and the clutter thing. I'm happy to report after talking about it numerous times on this show. I finally got around to cleaning out part of that garage Oh, with the help of my husband, who was my oh, still, said, w- with the, well, he was still a fiance at that oh, point. I that's and I just my said, to, <laughs> I know, I know my husband. <laughs> and then, I, no, it's beautiful. I said to him, I need help. I can't get motivated to do it. So we went out in the garage one day. And the two of us did more in two hours than I would have done in two weeks. And so now I've got this big container ready for the shredding company to come get. It's much more organized. Still a lot of work to do to get it the way I want it, but baby steps matter. So I have to ask you,
0: yes, what did it feel like to like do a project in your garage with your new hubby? I mean, okay. I, it's a it's such a beautiful thing to do it, it something a, as a couple a, yeah, where a you would have like you said, like, oh, I really don't feel like doing this, but to say, hey, honey, can you come help me? No, no, it
1: was really nice. And you know what the truth of the matter is, you need an objective person. He had no attachment to all that stuff. So when I said, this is all the stuff that we need to get rid of, he just started putting it in the proper containers. This goes to the Goodwill. This goes to the trash. This goes to the shredder. I think you need help with some of these projects that we're stuck on. Cleaning out closets, cleaning out garage, cleaning up your car, whatever it is. Cleaning Sometimes your rooms. You, cleaning your room. Sometimes I think <laughs> you need help. But it is nice to have a partner in crime. It is nice to say to someone, hey, if we got a little time this weekend, I'd like to clean the other side of the garage it's
0: like making my heart pitter i know it is just watching you i know it's lovely my husband it's beautiful <laughs> we're definitely i'm just i'm in awe okay, i'm just guys. the kind I'm, of girl i need to be married i'm I, old school i yeah, yeah. i'm maybe. cut
1: from that cloth some people don't need it but i, I it works for me it,
0: that's good i mean yeah. that's a good thing i i was looking up on intention. okay trying me. to be prepared for you yes and it was sent in. They were saying, like you had said, it doesn't need to be something like huge. It could be as simple as today I commit myself to getting out of debt. That's a big thing. But what have you said today? I am going to make my coffee at home and I'm not going to go spend the money or I needed to save money. So when I was gone this weekend, I went to a thrift store and I found some Steve Madden shoes, which you can see. Steve Madden. they were like seven bucks.
1: Okay. So here's the thing about the coffee. Cause we all go through that. Cause you know, a good coffee I now know, is it's five a- or $6 a cup, but here's the deal. If you drink like that four times a week, That could add up to a lot of moolah. You don't have to give up going to get your coffee. Sometimes it's nice to have somebody make the coffee, but just do it once or twice a week. You don't have to cut it out entirely because when we cut it out entirely, then it feels like punishment. And now it's like, okay, now I gotta drink this coffee at home and I can never go to my favorite coffee shop. No, you're again. right. You have you, to like have You gotta have every now and then to keep the universe going, to help these small yes, businesses. That's the way I justify it. No, I'm supporting local business. And instead of going five times a week, I go twice a week. But it supports them and it keeps me in balance. And then you get to leave a little tip for someone and it works out for everybody.
0: But it also says set your intention as early in the morning as possible.
1: Yeah. Do you do it first thing? So, yeah. So this is why so many of my friends work out, right? They literally get out of bed and they go swimming or they do their workout. Because if you don't make it a priority, it'll get lost in your day. So for people who can do it after work, mm, the kind of work I do that I'm, I'm not always in control of those late hours. So ideally praying, loving on people, writing handwritten notes. Whatever it is you want to do, ideally for me, that's best before I go to work. So I've made sending out all my little love messages a priority. I've made handwritten notes to whomever I'm mailing them to a priority. Once you get to work, your day doesn't really belong to you.
0: So it seems, yeah, it seems like it yeah, gets yeah, it, taken it,
1: it, it'll get lost. So ideally you want to do whatever it is you're going to do. First thing, make yourself a priority. Look in the mirror and make yourself a priority. Tell yourself that you love you. Why would anybody else love you if you don't love you? Look in the mirror and just say, I love myself. I mean, think about that. We're, we want other people to love us, but many of us don't love our, ourselves. Love yourself. And look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am worthy. I do matter. I can contribute. Do your own affirmations in the mirror.
0: Yeah. I think so. No, I agree. And I think a, a, real, a real simple one is smile.
1: Wow. Is that important?
0: I'm serious. I, I feel like don't you feel good when a stranger I,
1: looks at you and just smile. Oh, it feel nice. Like I, wow.
0: I love it. When I open it, I'm going into a grocery store or any mm-hmm. store, or I'm leaving it. And I yeah. see somebody almost the door and I stop and I go, take your time. And they're yeah. like, what? Yeah. You don't have to. I'm like, no, I don't close but that the door little bit of courtesy is
1: a blessing to them and to you. It feels good to be nice to other people and it does feel good to smile and we forget it. We live in a world where we've got information coming at us so fast. Sometimes it feels like we don't have anything to be happy about, but I got news for you. No matter what your circumstances are, you got something to be grateful for. You have something to be happy about. We should smile. That's totally. a good lesson. And we're actually all cuter when we smile.
0: Oh, Men I are more
1: handsome. Women are cuter. It just yeah. looks. Good. Otherwise,
0: you have a frown. I used to yeah. get in trouble for frowning when I was a kid. Stop frowning. Yeah. Or no, you would squint. What was it? Squinting. Swint. I would squint, and like they would say, "Don't squint. You're gonna like get wrinkles." Your like
1: grandmother used to say, "Stop crying. I'll give you something to cry about."
0: So yeah, yeah right? or or whatever. Yeah. We I should there, smile. There are all those things that.
1: And it's free and it's easy. What does it cost us to smile or be nice to someone?
0: It doesn't cost you. A How penny. about
1: speaking to a stranger if you really want to see an oh. odd reaction?
0: People look at you like, what? Like, hello, how are you today? Georgia, I got to tell you, she always, she (laughs) will be traveling and I'll go, hey, that that looks like a cute couple. That looks like a cute person. They look like, and I'm like, hey, how are you doing? Are you, are you new here? And Georgia's like, here she goes. But I really, Mm. I think it's really cool because I think people aren't expecting a stranger, but you do it in a nice way. Like I don't just go up and go boo. Hello. I'm like, excuse me. I just wanted to say you guys look so adorable together. Or, Oh, I just love your jacket. But how about when you smile
1: at someone or say something nice? That may be the only smile they got that day. That might yeah. be the only nice thing said to them that day. No, so I, I, I think totally, it's important that we show. I totally kindness agree and love that. that way.
0: Very um, cool. So when when you first wake up, what is your first intention? You have
1: like a ritual? Is it always I the same? Do you change it? Okay, so this is going to sound corny, and it's probably a little old school. But for me, the first thing I do when I open my eyes is I thank God for the, today's life. Yeah, it's like, thank you, God. Thank so you. I get another, another day. day to make a difference. I get another day to love on people. I get another day to just be cognizant of my contribution to mankind. So my first ritual is just to be grateful when I open my eyes. Okay. Because there's a lot of people who were here yesterday. They're not here today. Yeah. So I want to be grateful. I totally. and, and then it's kind of like a, you know, a, a sleepy stumble. <laughs> or to, to, to wake up and it's it's a protein shake first oh. I need nourishment and then I kind of want to take in a little news just to have a sense of what's going on in the world and I sit there and fire off all my little love notes to people
0: I like it well, we're gonna at least three to five a day okay well it's time for another break we will continue the conversation it's Deb and I'll be right back
4: enjoying this episode on angel phoenix productions podcast network to explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash phoenix productions
2: you know that's what you said come on let's have some fun with about town deb
4: my town your town or any town this is about town deb presents city talk now back to the show
0: and welcome back to City Talk. I'm About Town Deb, Debbie McCarthy with Yvonne Murphy. You're so
4: precious.
1: Thank you for having me on your <laughs> you life. You
0: are the precious one. <laughs> no, no. She's, she's, a, she honestly, she's being honest. She does send beautiful little text messages. And I'm going to give a shout out to Deb Hall in Las Vegas. I was there for some work stuff and she saw that I was like struggling with my cough and different things. And, and it's probably been a month and every single day she has sent me a message.
1: It's important,
0: like every I'm like, wow, and she now I'm thinking, do I need to beat her to get, give her the message first? but they're just simple ones like, you know, today's a new day or I hope you're feeling good, little messages and it's kind of every time I see her her name, it reminds me of the conversation that we had, and she kept telling me, just keep chugging forward, Deb, keep chugging forward. and it's just crazy. I mean, You know, people often say
1: to me, but Yvonne, you have a lot of friends, but in order to have friends, you got to be a friend. And so we're looking for people to give us something that we're not giving to the universe. So if you want to receive love and support and encouragement from other people, the best way to get it is to start passing
0: it out to other people yourself. Okay. So it's, it's, it'll loop back to you. Well, we're going to do another quote because I love doing quotes. Yes, you do. So. Sometimes, or maybe I already said this. If I did, you're hear, You're hearing it again. Sometimes the hardest part of the journey is believing you're worth the trip. Yeah, Glenn Beck.
1: You know what? Our lives are just so short. I mean, I was thinking the other day, I remember when I was 24, I thought I would, you know, that song, Fame, I'm going to live forever. Oh, I mean, yes. I thought I'd be 24 forever. And then one day you woke up and you were 34 and you go, oh, how'd that happen? But I still got time. I'm still Sassy soul system number are. one, right? Yeah. And then, you know, you turn <laughs> 44 and you start thinking, now, what's this retirement thing they're talking about? Like <laughs> Something about a 401k to put <laughs> the I money wanna- into? I'm like, ooh, I might have missed a couple of them payments. I I- right, right, right. And then one day you look up and you're 54 and you're going, wow. Like I'm a half a century plus. When did that happen? And if you're lucky, one day you wake up and you're 64 and you're going, what in the Sam tarnation is happening here? Do you start looking at your own birth certificate saying, is this possible? I'm, right? Mm-hmm. So the time goes by really, really quick, but we get to engineer our lives. We really get to be the author of our story. You get to tell your narrative and you get to do that in words and you get to do that in deeds. And nobody's going to, like, I say this all the time. Nobody's going to give you permission. And I remember when I told a dear friend that, I was contemplating marriage and i said i'm not looking for approval and i'm not asking for
0: permission i I remember you said that
1: yeah no no at this age i'm not asking for approval i'm just telling you what's a fact this is what i'm going to do so i think we need to just take ownership of our lives (laughs) and just be about the business of creating what we want so a lot of people will say okay well how do you do that well i've had an interesting life and it's given me a lot of experiences but along the way i've had some coaches and I've had some mentors and I've had some guides. And I think sometimes you just need to seek out um, a trusted confidant. You cannot heal in your life, which you won't acknowledge until you're willing to tell the truth about it is there's no possibility you can turn any situation around if you're in debt, for example. As long as you think you're not in debt and you're just, you keep spending and you keep charging and you just don't want to deal with it, then you're going to be in debt. And that's okay. But just be clear that it's a choice. You created it. The way you get out of it is people think, Oh my God, I've got. Three credit cards and they're all maxed out. you don't have to pay all three off at once, just get rid of one of them. You know, don't pay the minimum payment. Try to pay $10 extra, $20 extra, $100 extra. Do what you have to do, but you gotta own it. Whatever it is, your body, your relationships, you gotta own it. And as long as it's somebody else's fault, you've given away all your power. So stop saying I'm single because my boyfriend dumped me. You're giving that situation all the power. How about you're single because you broke up with someone and you've taken the time to think about what you really want and who you really want. And now you're going to go on a different path to find it. But as long as you're saying, it's my parents' fault, it's my boyfriend's fault, it's my ex-husband's fault, it's the teacher, it's the job. <laughs> it, it, if it's everybody else's fault, you're giving away all your power and you just take ownership of it and own it. And now you get to be in control. So that's the way I see it.
0: Well, that's a very good way to see it, But it I, is hard sometimes. It is. Because we sometimes we get in the same rut of there's another quote. I, I got to stop cutting myself off. I do that. And I, I listen to my, my podcast and I'm like, I say a sentence and I don't finish it. I don't know. That happens a lot. Okay. But that's why you need honest friends. I know, but I, 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 I realized it and I'm like, yeah. I just noticed it. So you I'm need try- to
1: have people in your life who love you enough to tell you the truth. Yeah.
0: So I need to work on that and I will work on it. And now I'm distracted. So you probably need to talk. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so we,
1: so we can hold each other accountable. Yeah. I happen to have two people in my life, powerful ladies, <laughs> And they tell me the truth. My pity party, they don't want to hear it. You need to own that, Yvonne. You created it. You have the power to straighten it out. It can't be somebody else's fault all the time. Because the common denominator is you. All this drama you're talking about, you're the common denominator in your story of drama. So, you know, you got to have people in your life who love you enough to say when enough is enough. And you've got to be, in our case, woman enough to take it. And it's not intended to hurt you. It's intended to guide you in such a way that you can step into your own greatness. So if you just got, you know, my dad told me something I'll never forget. If you're hanging out with people and you're the smartest person in that group, you're hanging out with the wrong group. I've heard that you need to step up your game. So I tend to be attracted to people who are smarter, who are more financially stable, who are light years down the road, because then I get to learn from them. I'm OK being the student. I don't have to make mistakes because I'm watching these other successful people, whatever it is, live their lives. If if you're the smartest person in your circle, then like, what are you doing? Well, like they're, how, they're, how does that really benefit? Well, you?
0: you're not able to grow.
1: You're not able to grow exactly. So growth comes out of being willing to be the student. And that's about everything. That's your faith, that's your finances, that's your relationships. I tend to like older people. I tend to like the male point of view. I was raised with three older brothers and I'm a daddy's girl. Oh. So I tend to be very inclined to the male point of view. So I have good male friends and they just tell you the truth. And I ask them, what don't you like about your relationship? What, what are the things that, that bother you? And you get to benefit from that wisdom and so you don't make those mistakes in your relationship. So I think I'm a better wife because I'm actually very male influence. My male friends tell me what makes them happy and what doesn't make Ooh. them happy. They like coming home to a clean house. They like a home cooked meal. They like conversation. They like being appreciated. They like it when we say thank you oh. and not take them for granted. So if you don't have the ear to hear that, And you're just walking around in some TV reality that you're going to be surround yourself with all women. And then, you know, for example, last year, two of my dearest friends divorced and I purposely stayed away from both of them because it seemed like a hypocrisy. If I'm sitting there listening to all that chatter about their unhappiness and their bitterness while I'm trying to create love on this side of the scale. So I backed off of both of those friendships because I realized that that I could either be invested in their drama or invested in my life. That's interesting. So you can't sit around, listen to a bunch of people talking about how they hate men and then wonder why you don't have a man. You don't have a man because you're sitting there listening to your girlfriends talk about how they hate men. You got to make choices in your life. So I think I created my marriage because I immediately recognized when they both announced they were getting divorced, Okay, this is not healthy for me to hear what my husband, your husband did this and your husband did that. And, oh, he's a low down son of a gun and blah, 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 blah. Well, if you're going to speak bad about men, you're not going to attract a man. You got to think about where you spend your time and you got to think about what you listen to and what you put in your head. And if you're going to spend your days listening to your friends talk about how they hate relationships and how they're never going to find love, you're probably not going to find it either because like attracts like.
0: Very true. Right. Yes. You
1: hang, you hang out with the people that, you know, support your drama. No,
0: but that, that does seem to happen a lot. It does. You are who you're, uh, you who are who you, you associate with. So if Absolutely. you're, if you're with a group of friends and it's always drama, 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 right. you're right. in that drama and, and you become drama and you become drama. And so, that's not attractive. So sometimes you need to just step out and just,
1: And I'm not saying men are angels, but the one thing I know about my three brothers, the (laughs) one thing I know about my dad and all my male friends, men don't like drama. They're fixers. They want to provide and protect, and they don't want you dumping things on them that they can't do anything about. So I just started looking at my immediate friendship circle and thought, Okay, I'm going to make a conscious decision here. I'm going to do something for me. I'm going to step away from their drama. I'm going to focus on creating a good relationship. And, you know, they're both divorced now and and I'm happily married. So, you know, you get to make a choice. There's consequences to your choices. And the consequence to the choice I made is I focused on my relationship. I ended up with an engagement ring and a husband. They focused on destroying their lives and they did it successfully. They're both divorced and, you know, and both regretting it, both mm-hmm. regretting it. So... If we want a man in our life, we got to start thinking positive about men and stop comparing them to your other relationships. Every man is not your ex-boyfriend. Get that out of your head. Every man is not a cheater. Every man is not a liar. And by the way, who do we think they're lying and cheating with other women? So we're not innocent in all of this either. So, you know, you just gotta, you gotta make choices. And i make a choice that my life is a priority. I can't give happiness if I'm not happy. I can't be a good friend if I'm not being a good friend. So
0: you got very wise yeah, words. I don't know my friend. I think so. I Thanks. We, we all need to sit down and have that friend in our corner who we can do. speak those wide wise words and tell us sometimes, you know, you're, you're, you're in a funk right now. Get out. Well,
1: if you're hanging out with your girlfriends all the time, when would you have, to, when would a man fit into that? That's the other thing. How does, where does he fit into your life? You have to make room for people. You have to make room for your female friends. If you, if you're busy, busy, busy all the time. And you don't have time for people you're gonna lose them you're gonna lose them because people aren't gonna sit around waiting for you to make room for them so you have to make room for your family you have to make room for your friends you have to make room for the male perspective you have to make room and the one thing i figured out in early in our dating is there was no room for him in my life my life was all about me my house is all about me my car is all about me all five closets all about me well you know what you're probably not gonna have a pair of male boots in your closet or if a couple pair of no his for. jeans or a pair <laughs> of his sweaters if there's nowhere to hang it the That's first thing good. I had to do was clean out a closet that was what I metaphorically did to make room for him in my life I emptied out a closet so guess what's in that closet now his clothes his sweaters, oh. his jackets, his pants his, has oh sad. yeah it's a good thing I love the male clothing situation. And he has his own medicine cabinet with man stuff in it. (laughs) Their cologne and stuff, and
0: it feels good. So that's that's how you get that. You have to make room for it. I love it. Well, we're going to make room for another break, and we'll be right back for for the final segment.
3: Now, more than ever, family matters, and Surratt Law Practice has your family in mind. Kimberly Surratt and her team have been helping maintain healthy families through their holistic approach to adoption and surrogacy, child custody, estate planning, and more for over 13 years. Your family law concerns are in caring hands with Surratt Law. Schedule your private consultation with a compassionate Surratt Law practice team member today by calling 775-636-8200 or visiting lawyersforfamilies.com. Surratt Law, where family matters.
4: You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash angel phoenix productions.
2: Ready to help from her toes to her head. Just give her a shout. Call about town, Deb.
4: My town, your town, or any town. This is about, about town, town, Deb presents Deb. City Talk. Now, back to the show.
0: We are back. We're back in our last <sighs> the segment. last segment. It I goes know by our time so goes fast. by so
1: quickly with you.
0: It does. It goes by quickly with you because mm. I love all of her wisdom that she's sharing with all of us. Sometimes mm. we need to sit and listen. Listen yeah. is a really good gift and I'm trying to get better at listening. I'm going to give a shout out to Wanda Gaines because you were talking about mentors and coaches. She is a mentor and coach and this is her last Camo Queen sweatshirt. So coaches
1: and mentors are nice because they hold us accountable yeah that's the nice person who says did you walk this week oh i don't want to hear that (laughs) accomplish whatever the task is what can i do to help you it's not about it's not about identifying it to make you bad for not doing
0: it loved how you said that and it's hard to accept the help i have a hard i mean people will say like georgia again or my neighbor misty who always like if i need a job done misty's like okay she came in there and she goes you need to work on this mess and when should i come over and help you uncle so you
1: should allow that help because that's a love language and i do want to help you that's the way they love on you so when they say do you need any help you need to be honest and say i do And you need to let them help you because that's how they love on people. They might not have money to give you. They might not have contact to give you. Maybe they can't help you find a job. But whatever it is they can help you do, that's their love language to you. You have to let people do that. You have to let people in. We're not on an island. We're all in this together. You have to let people help you.
0: I'm getting better at that. I am getting better that we need to say... So when people
1: say say, you look good today, you just need to say thank thank you. you.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: And people say, can I help you? Yes, I I don't even know what I need help with, but yes. Can, can you help me? Would you help me?
0: Yes. I say yes. And let them help you. I agree. Two heads are better than one. I told no, I told, I agree with having it's, I would rather go clean out somebody else's garage. I'd rather do their dishes. I would rather go do anybody's dishes, but my own. Yes, of course. But that's okay. But I mean, like if I go to an event or a family dinner, I'm the first, I love to clear the table. So let me tell you where I
1: ask for help a lot in the workplace because technology is so advanced and all the people I work with at Renown are super, super techie, right? And I don't have any problems screaming out, somebody, I need help. I don't know how to get on the G drive. I don't know how I to move it from that. this point to that point. I just, My brain just doesn't get it, but they love helping me. And then they have problems and they go, Yvonne, can I talk to you about something? I'm having a problem. What do you think about this? Everybody's got their own love language. We all have a different collateral. So let people love on you and let people help you.
0: I love that. And we also need, you we were talking about, we were well journaling, setting goals, setting intentions. And I don't never, I think I've only journaled once or twice because I was at a retreat and they made us journal mm-hmm. and then we we would sit quiet with it. And then if we wanted to share it, we would, or we didn't. Um, so I'm not very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would have to be at a retreat and somebody would have to say, Deb, you're gonna journal. Or I probably wouldn't journal.
1: So I'm conflicted about it because in one sense, some of the greatest books written were written because someone journaled and all those notes were kept. And then that's how a book was created. But the other side of the coin is, is I've read back through some of my older journals. I would never want my family members or loved ones to know that in 1983 I was in this devastating pain. I mean, so much has happened in my life since 1983. So for me, at some point, it becomes very healing to rip those journals up and and shred that paper. I was going to say, what I do don't you- want my son and granddaughter, for example, or in this case, now my husband, to read something I wrote three years ago when I was still a widow and still in a lot of pain over losing a spouse. All that sadness is not relevant anymore. That's been healed in my life. So why do you need to keep the collateral material connected to that? So I do think it's healthy to journal more as a guide. And maybe for some of us quarterly, at least once a year,
0: go
1: back and I I, I like to think well yeah I think you go back and see where you've come but ideally you've set some goals to whatever you're journaling about and as you're moving through those things and accomplishing them I mean if you're trying to lose weight and you're at 220 pounds and you're a female and you get down to 179 I don't think you need to keep reading about when you were 220 you have shed that you've moved on you're moving out so it's 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 a personal thing um, and it depends on what you're writing in those journals. You got to be careful about pouring out your soul and then having your spouse or your sister or your brother or someone read that and go, my God, I had no idea this was. I, I just don't know. It's a catch 22. I do think we should have written goals. And I like to do a vision board at the beginning of the year. And I like to do it in quarters. So I, I buy a poster board from Michael's. I make four. You know, draw a line down the center, draw a line across the middle in each season, spring, summer, fall, winter, what I want to accomplish. But when that year is over, that vision board, I trash it. And what was on last year's vision board is my focus was on finding my soulmate. Now I'm, I'm on a whole nother vision board. So I'm in the process of creating one now. And I think everybody could use a vision board.
0: So I have a vision board and it's very old right now. And I look at it and go, this doesn't work for me right now. And I keep thinking when I walk by it, I need to take it down, take it down
1: and make a fresh board. Because the truth of the matter is all of our lives have changed a lot in the last year. And, and, and if you've made a vision board, if I'm making a vision board that says I'm going to be a billionaire by June one, <laughs> that's, that's like, I mean, you know, short of hitting a lottery, <laughs> that's not likely to happen. I think our vision boards have to be realistic, maybe 10 pounds per quarter. If you need to lose 40 pounds, instead of looking at the 40, make it 10 pounds per quarter. Yeah. If, um, one of the things on my vision board is that um, I'd like to add three power friends to, the, to my circle. Where I actively am seeking, recruiting f- new friends. It's okay to grow the circle. Because remember, I lost two that got divorced. So I need to replace those two. So finding friends is is on the vision board. Being healthier is on the vision board. I'm not talking healthy like a, an athlete. I'm talking senior healthy. Right. I'm talking just able to move freely and and so on and so forth. Uh, you don't have to get rid of all your debt. Just get rid of some of your debt. Um I put a trip or two on there, um, get in the habit of doing something, reading a book a month, um, do something nice for other people. But all these are things that can go up on your vision board. So instead of tackling your life from the perspective of the totality of your life, break that up into bite-sized pieces. So for me, it's quarterly. January, February, March. So the reason it's a big deal to me that January is over, we're already one third of the way through the first quarter. This is a little scary that it's already February. And I'm like, ooh. What happened to January? Well, we know what happened to January. We were all shoveling snow. Yes, Uh, that is true. We had a horrific holiday season. And and in Reno, Nevada, we had a lot of snow and more than one snowstorm. So January kind of got away from us. But the clock is ticking. Now we only have 11 months to go. So break it into pieces. I think do it into quarters. And you can journal, but I, I prefer a vision board to keep me focused. And by the way, it's on the back of a door. Because you don't want your vision board to be where everybody comes in your house is reading. Well, your mine's board. in my
0: bathroom, so okay. only I can see it, and yeah. it's on
1: a wall that I, I put mine can behind see a it. door, and then I just look at it and. Uh, hmm how am i doing check it off check it off. i like it when you can check it off done that done that clean out the garage so now done see, that, that's,
0: done that. that's oh so clean out the garage can be on a vision board yes of course that's a see, goal something I, you need to get I think done that i have always spring thought. cleaning think of it that way see i thought vision boards were all about like this is what i want to manifest and this is what i want to do well you can
1: put that on I there that. i mean there's a picture of a new car on there it's a little small suv on there it, there's a picture of a place <laughs> i want to go for vacation I want to do the Jack Daniels distillery in Lynchburg, Tennessee. <gasps> oh, it's a really doable, cool. affordable trip. So I, I just want to go down and and see. It's also a historical trip because it's it's like America all the way back to the Civil War kind of thing. But you can put little trips on there, cars on there, um, finances on there. You can put your health on there. You can put all kinds of things on it. But it's just a little map, a guide to get you no, through No, I year. totally
0: like this new version of it because I honestly was putting like totally things that were way out of reach because you know, you go in these magazines, you find these photos and you put them up and you want this and that. I think I like the quarterly and to say, my vision is I would love to get more organized and. My closet, I'd like to be a little more techie a little bit more techie or yeah. I'm gonna. I'd like to take a class in uh, some more Instagram classes. I mean, th- that would be more realistic for me Yes, but that than I'm having reasonable. this huge thing. So I'm a new I need
1: hairdo a changing. A new, yeah. You know, I love wearing black, but a little bit of color, I'm going to wear a little more color this year or a scarf or you don't have to get rid of your black wardrobe. Just get a scarf or a couple of a, a little tops that are not yeah. black.
0: I mean, baby steps. So I'm, since we're almost at the end of the show, um, I did look up a few, but here's one. It says, "And we've been being persistent. Make daily progress. Wait, make daily progress a pattern, a norm, a constant in your life, and you will advance beyond your wildest dreams. Faithfully journaling, which I'm, I'm, I'm not going to commit to that because I know I won't. But I could commit to." reading a little bit more. I really feel like I used to read every morning, like it was like a journal, but I would read the thought for me to think. And I would read it every morning and I always felt so accomplished that I took the time to have that one minute where I just sat and I read and I meditated and I thought about it and I went, okay, I got one thing done.
1: If you're going to do a journal, let me suggest you do a gratitude journal. If you just wrote down one thing, one thing, one thing, people, One thing, one person, a day. Just one thing that happened to me today. Just one thing. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for family. I'm grateful I have a job. I'm grateful I have a faith. You could just be grateful for any one thing. So, so I want to end this by saying yesterday, I was grateful for one thing. I had a colleague that I hadn't seen in a while. I invited her to the office. She came, we sat down, I had a lovely conversation. It made my day. I took the initiative to reach out. She responded positively and it set the course for my yesterday. So I'm grateful. Okay.
0: Well, I'm going to be great. I'm grateful for you, Yvonne, hey. and for being here. We're at the end of the show. So the last quote, not quote, but what I read was monitor your self-talk. Be your own BFF, your own cheerleader, coach, and biggest fan. And I think we all need to look at our, it, look within, and say, "Hey, I love you."
1: Speak love into your own life. Speak, speak happiness and health into your own life.
0: So we're gonna go with speak love and happiness to your life. As together we're one heart. It's about time. We are Deb one heart. And Yvonne Murphy, and we, will we see love you each other. Next show.
1: Bye. Bye.
4: This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.